This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. And we are back. What's up, guys? Hope you all have been doing well. Hope you're ready for football season. It's back Sunday. Actually, I'm recording this Thursday night. The Bills just put a beating on the Rams. But we're here to talk about the Ravens. Ravens football is back, facing off against the Jets week one on Sunday. Got Lamar Jackson against Joe Flacco. Who would have thought? Man, (laughs) that's just crazy. But super excited to be back here with you guys, breaking down Ravens football here on the Raven Up pod. If you're new to the scene here, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Try to bring you a weekly podcast, sometimes some instant analysis on Sunday nights or Monday mornings after a game, and then try to preview the next game uh, coming up during a midweek episode. So that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to talk about Ravens versus Jets on Sunday. I'm going to give you guys some storylines to follow, some matchups to watch, even an unsung hero to keep an eye on on Sunday. Then we'll go over our score prediction, and then a little bit of a special treat here. We're going to hear from James over from the Jet Up crew to offer uh, his perspective on the Jets and kind of give us some, uh, some more things to look out for from the Jets' perspective. So without further ado, let's dive right in. All right, so to start things out, I wanted to give some potential storylines to follow come Sunday. Some uh, position battles, some position groupings that I'm really interested in to see kind of how things shake out uh, come Sunday. So I've got a couple couple groups, a couple things to watch for on both sides of the ball, but one of the first start with the offensive line. Pretty much... Besides right guard with Kevin Zeitler, the Ravens at four out of their five positions on the line have some intriguing play to look out for. And nothing against Kevin Zeitler. He just had a really solid and did a really good job to come in and really stabilize the line last year. So um, he he did his job, and I'm expecting him to do his job again on Sunday. But just kind of thinking about the line here, Ronnie Stanley has just gotten back to practice over the last few days. And I'm... Shocked he's not even already ruled out for week one, but I don't think Ronnie Stanley is going to be playing on Sunday. So the Ravens are probably looking at Jawan James over there at left tackle, who he didn't play all last year after tearing his Achilles, and I think he sat out the COVID year. So it's been like two, three years since he's even played meaningful football. Um, he's in line. He's in, uh, as of right now, probably is going to be starting at left tackle. So really interested to see if he can hold his own after being away for so long. Uh, he's going to be your left tackle for probably a couple of weeks until Ronnie Stanley comes back. So I mean, the Ravens need him to play well. And then at left guard, kind of this uh, battle between, I guess it's going to be Ben Phillips and Ben Cleveland, Tyree, or uh, Ben Powers, that is, and uh, Ben Cleveland. Tyree Phillips just got cut. So I guess Powers is going to start. Maybe Cleveland will rotate in. It wouldn't shock me if we see a little bit of that. But, um, yeah, really interested to see how Ben Powers plays. Maybe if he isn't playing great, Ben Cleveland can get some snaps. They've kind of rotated guys at times over the past few years. But 
the uh, the left guard spot would definitely be of interest to me. And then even at center, Tyler Lindenbaum, first-round draft pick from uh, this past year, he had a foot injury in training camp and missed some time, but just made it back for the final preseason game, got some snaps in. Really excited to see what he can do at center and in the Ravens' creative running game. He is super athletic, can get to the second and third level on a lot of their running plays, and just really want to see what he can do. Uh, and then right tackle, you got uh, the Ravens, one of their free agent additions, uh, Morgan Moses, who really uh, kind of similar to Kevin Zeidler. He's probably not quite to the level of like a Pro Bowl, All Pro sort of player, but just really dependable, solid. And that's what the Ravens need on the line after the past several years of injuries and guys coming in and out of the lineup. So from left tackle with Juwan James to Ben Powers and Ben Cleveland to Tyler Lindenbaum, and then Zeitler is just going to do his thing, and then Morgan Moses making his Ravens debut at right tackle. I'm really interested to see how the line plays. That's definitely something I'll be watching on Sunday. Hopefully they can hold their own because we know how good Lamar Jackson plays when he's behind a better offensive line. We know how that obviously impacts the running game, so that's definitely an area I'll be watching on Sunday. In addition to the line, the wide receivers and running back groups um, been talked about a lot this offseason. Obviously, this much much has been said about J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Gus is on the PUP list. He won't be playing for the first four weeks. J.K. Dobbins has been practicing over the past several weeks, and he's getting better and better, according to all reports. But it seems like to me we probably won't see Dobbins on Sunday. If I had to guess, um, the Ravens are just going to take their time with him and maybe have a back week two or three. Uh, so that means it's probably going to be Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake was just signed, and then Justice Hill. And the hope here is that those guys will be um, better than Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, those sort of journeyman types from last year. The Ravens are going to need them. The Ravens are going to need better running back play than they got last year from those guys. Those, I mean, they did their job somewhat well. They were just an older group. What are you going to expect? But the Ravens really need better running back play. So Kenyon Drake coming off a big injury. Mike Davis is kind of that vet type. And then Justice Hill also coming off an injury. Really interested to see if the Ravens can run the ball with any sort of success against this Jets defense. And then also the wide receivers. Uh, in terms of passing the ball, we know the Ravens are going to go to Mark Andrews a lot. Maybe even Isaiah Likely, who we can touch on later. But really interested to see Rashad Bateman in that wide receiver one role. A lot of targets are going to be up for grabs with Hollywood Brown being traded to the Arizona Cardinals. So I think a lot of those will go to Bateman. And then just between Duvernay or Prochet, um, Tylen Wallace, maybe, and then Demarcus Robinson. I'm not expecting all those guys to step up and make an impact, but if the Ravens could just get one more of those guys in addition to Bateman and Mark Andrews to become a steady contributor, that would go a long ways to help the offense become more uh, just well-rounded. And then over on the defensive side of the ball, how about uh, Mike McDonald's debut? That's definitely a storyline I'll be uh, looking to follow in week one it'll be interesting to see i mean we know he spent a lot of time in baltimore he learned from wink mcdonald but he's also going to be different from wink in some areas so really interested interested to see if there's you know less of an emphasis on blitzing and he can uh mcdonald can create more pressure just from his schemed looks it's been said a lot that at michigan he really let guys do what they do best you know he worked really well with aiden hutchinson and then david ojabo as well uh, he got the most out of those guys. So I just really hope he can have a big impact on Odafe away and some of the other, other young Ravens, young and just talented guys on that defense that um, he can work with. So really excited to see Mike Mack's defense on the field. 
Um, and then how about how do the Ravens use their three safeties, right? So obviously they brought in Marcus Williams, five years, $70 million, pretty big contract. They did uh, also draft Kyle Hamilton in the first round, number 14 overall. Big investment into the safety uh, group. And then they had Chuck Clark, who a lot of people thought was going to get traded in the offseason. He's still around. He also wears the green dot, calls the plays. So is he going to be in there every play? Is Marcus Williams going to be in there every play? Obviously, it was just signed. Didn't need to learn the defense. But um, when you get paid $70 million, I think that's to be expected. And then you took Kyle Hamilton, who was you know, viewed as a generational talent, 14th overall in the draft. So... Really, really interested to see how the Ravens are going to use all three of those guys. I think there's going to be a lot of three safety looks. They're all pretty versatile. I think Mike McDonald will uh, do a pretty good job of using them uh, to the best of their abilities. And then lastly, last kind of storyline I'm looking out for is uh, how how can the Ravens generate a pass rush? <laughs> think they have three outside linebackers on the roster. Uh, I am excited to see Odafe away in year two. I think he's going to be uh, kind of in for a breakout season. And then Justin Houston is back for another year. But hopefully the Ravens can get some added bonus from uh, Calais Campbell or Justin Matabike or one of the guys on the line. But they're going to have to be able to generate a pass rush until uh, we can get David Ojabo back throughout the season. And then Tyus Bowser as well uh, will be out for the first four weeks. So, can the Ravens generate a pass rush on Sunday? Let's hope they can. But let's transition into some matchups, specific matchups I'll be watching. I have two for you, one on both sides of the ball. Speaking of Odafe away, he might have a nice opportunity on hand to feast. So earlier in training camp slash preseason, the Jets did lose uh, Makai Becton to, uh, I think it's a season-ending injury. Uh, he was a top overall pick a couple years ago. And then they signed, I believe it was Dwayne Brown, who as of today, again, I'm recording this Thursday night, but I think Dwayne Brown has actually now missed a couple days of practice in a row. So he's trending in the wrong direction. If he cannot go, Odafe away and the Ravens pass rushers will be probably facing the third-string left tackle. Um, I don't even know who it is. I think they have Fant over there at right tackle. But whoever it is, you know, they're on your third string left tackle, and that should be a big opportunity for Odafe away to um, just cause a bunch of just madness in the pocket and make <laughs> make Joe's day a little bit tough. So I'm really be watching Odafe in year two. I think he had a really promising rookie season, but we'll have a lot more in store for year two, and it would be awesome to see him get off to a great start, maybe with a sack or two. A forced fumble would be huge. So I'll be watching him. And then just on the other side of the ball, how about uh, Tyler Lindenbaum? Um, he'll probably be facing a pretty good Jets defensive line. Uh, Quinnen Williams, he was a, I think he was the number three overall pick a couple of years ago. He had six or seven sacks past couple of seasons and just kind of a beast on the defensive line. Uh, Lindenbaum's a smaller guy. He's obviously a little bit undersized. That's why he fell in the draft. So how, how's he going to hold up against a pretty good uh, you know, defensive lineman there um, with the Jets? So really interested to see how that one plays out. And um, see what we have in our, you know, first round center. The Ravens have rotated centers uh, a lot over the past several years. It's been kind of been a revolving door on the offensive line. So I think the, a lot of the Ravens fans are really excited to see what we have in uh, Tyler Lindenbaum. So let's move into another segment here. Unsung hero. Someone I wanted to talk about who maybe is 
a big deal in Baltimore right now, but not nationally. And just wanted to talk about him and how he's going to affect the Ravens uh, this season. And that's Isaiah Likely. So if you've been following the Ravens, obviously you know he's had a lot of success this training camp and preseason. He's made a lot of plays. Obviously, Mark Andrews is still going to be the main target, especially among tight ends. But I think Isaiah Likely is going to have a big impact on the Ravens, not only on Sunday, but just the entire season. I think you've heard a lot of people talk about, hey, this year the Ravens are going back to their 2019 ways. They're going to run the ball. They're going to pound the rock. They're going to have all these big tight ends in the on the field. And while that might be true, I don't think they're going to go quite back to as much as uh, that the run-heavy based offense that they were in 19. I think the Ravens know that in order to have sustained success offensively, they need to have a balanced attack. They need to be able to move the ball through the air when needed don't get me wrong when they bring those big bodies in and if the defenses aren't ready to stop the run they will run the ball until you make them stop but I think what Isaiah likely can do and what Lamar Jackson has had a ton of success doing is when you bring in those you know two or three tight end packages and you force the defense to match up and put their bigger personnel groups in then you can use the Mars athleticism you can use Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely their athleticism as tight ends to um, really create mismatches and create really easy opportunities to pick up chunk plays or for Lamar Jackson to take off and run. So uh, I think, yes, the Ravens are going back to some of that 2019 bully ball sort of playing, but I don't think it'll be quite as run heavy as they were in 19, and it'll be a little bit more, yes, they're going to see you know two or three tight ends in the field maybe more than we had the last year or two. I don't think that definitely means just they're going to run the ball. I just puts them in a position to succeed offensively, whether that's throwing the ball, running the ball, whatever exactly it is, it's just going to be helpful for them. So Look out for Isaiah Likely. He's my unsung hero for this week. Maybe he has you know, a couple catches and a touchdown or something, but I just think he's going to make a pretty big impact, and he's not getting enough love. Um, last but not least, before we turn it over to James, and you guys can hear from him here in just a minute, wanted to offer a score prediction for Sunday. I thought about this. I'm going to go with the Ravens winning 23-13. to I think it'll be a little bit more of a lower-scoring game than people are thinking. I think Mike McDonald's defense is going to play really well. The Ravens would do enough offensively. A lot of their starters never played in the preseason this year, so maybe they're going to have a little bit of rust or just kind of shaking some things off. But 23-13, I'm going with a Mike Davis touchdown, goal line touchdown for him, and then maybe an Isaiah Likely touchdown in addition to a couple of Justin Tucker field goals. So um, I wanted to keep it quick, keep it hard-hitting, just give you some things to look out for, some uh, some storylines, some uh, matchups to watch. And then um, really hope you enjoy this interview or uh, this uh, part where James recorded some questions we gave him, and he uh, he breaks them down real well, helps you get all ready for the game on Sunday. Again, thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to be breaking down the Ravens with you all season. If you enjoyed listening to this, make sure you tell a friend to go check it out. It's Raven Up Podcast. You can Google it, listen to it on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And, uh, yeah, really can't wait to watch this game on Sunday. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, guys. What is up, guys? James from the Jet Up Podcast. Excited to be able to answer some questions today for the Raven Up Podcast as we look at week one with the Jets facing the Ravens. Uh, so I appreciate uh, Jeff sending over some questions for me to answer. Hopefully can provide some insight uh, for you Ravens fans out there. Uh, but the first question from Jeff is, the Jets entered 2022 with Zach Wilson in his second year, a ton of young first-round picks, Joe Douglas in year three or four. What is the overall outlook for the Jets this year? 
Are fans expecting to compete for a wild card, or are these the same old Jets of years past? Well, <clears throat> I'd say for overall outlook, I think things are positive. I think we're feeling like we're getting better every year. Um, obviously, added a lot uh, of pieces this offseason through the draft capital we had, as well as free agency. Um, we did not have a lot of large contracts, so we were able to do that. So I think as far as what we're expecting as fans, I would say the optimistic fans, they're always expecting to win double-digit games. Um, but I've learned as I've grown that uh, that's not usually the case for the New York Jets. So I've started to be a little bit more uh, realistic, I would say, than optimistic. Um, so looking ahead, I would say the Jets are going to probably win around seven games. Um, if they have an absolutely amazing season, they might win eight games. So I don't think the ceiling is much higher than that for this roster, especially with the QB uncertainty with Zach Wilson. Um, however, I do think they'll win more than they did last year, which was four games. So, you know, I think if they win seven, we'll start to see them in that in the hunt graphic uh, that the Ravens are always in. But I think uh, it's not not the year that we're going to make a push, uh, but hopefully a year that we can get a few more wins under our belt. Very tough schedule this year for the Jets. Um, so not expecting too much um, from the team, but definitely need improvement. Second question from Jeff was, the Jets had two top 10 picks in this year's NFL draft, a third later in the first round, and an early second round pick. How are Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, and Brees Hall looking? Who is most likely to make an impact on Sunday? So this was an interesting year where the Jets had a lot of early <clears throat> picks in the draft. We had, like Jeff said, two first rounders, then we traded back into the first so we were able to add a lot of talent. Um, so Sauce Gardner, from all you know, from all news, seems to be dominating, just as we would hope. Um, very talkative. He's going to talk a lot of trash on Sunday, but also humble off the field. So it's kind of an interesting combo. So I expect him to be that lockdown corner that we were hoping he'd be. Garrett Wilson is the first rounder no one's talking about, um, but probably will have some of the biggest impact out of these guys because he's playing a position where he's going to get a lot of looks at wide receiver. So I see Garrett Wilson as being kind of that under the radar guy where Elijah Moore and Corey Davis will take a lot of the top corners uh, and, and Garrett Wilson will get a chance to, to be up against somebody who's not quite good, quite as good as uh, some of those top guys. And he can really capitalize on that. So I think Garrett Wilson is going to make a big impact um, right away. Um, Jermaine Johnson is the third one we traded back into the first round for uh, defensive end. I know a lot of uh, a lot of teams considered him in the first round, and the Ravens probably were one of them. Jermaine so far sounds like he's doing really well, um, and it's really early. It's tough to tell in these these preseason games, um, but so far so good. I think he's going to make an impact opposite Carl Lawson, who's back from injury. So I expect the pass rush to be a lot better this year with Jermaine. And then Brees Hall, I would say Brees is probably going to make the biggest impact out of these four on Sunday. Um, I think he was he was rated basically the top running back in this draft class, um, and he's looked like it. He, he looks insane. He had against the Falcons in a joint practice. He had like a 75-yard touchdown run, showed his ability to make one cut and just get upfield and burn everybody. Um, but he also possesses that power and that pass-catching ability. So I'd say Brees Hall is going to be uh, a fantasy performer this year, which for the Jets has been rare. Um, but I do see him making uh, an immediate impact on Sundays. Next question is the QB situation. Are the Ravens going to be facing Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? 
you know, if Zach Wilson's healthy, what are the realistic expectations for him coming off knee injury? So it, right now it's up in the air as I'm recording this. Um, it's Tuesday uh, in week one. It sounds like the Jets are going to make their announcement on the QB on Wednesday at some point. Um, they're testing Zach Wilson out on a few different drills with his knee, making sure that he's okay before they clear him. It, I have a feeling they're going to play it safe and not play him. And you'll see Joe Flacco against the Ravens. But I know there's a lot of pressure um, to make Zach Wilson into what he's supposed to be, a franchise quarterback. So sometimes they rush these things. So I do think there's a possibility. I would say it's probably 70-30 Flacco-Wilson in terms of who's going to start against the Ravens. Um, but once Wilson's have, uh, healthy, he's going to be the starter, um, I think, regardless of what Flacco does. Flacco definitely has a better command right now. Uh, he's just a veteran presence, knows what he's doing. He's been there, done that, obviously, as you all know, uh, on the Ravens. Um, but he's not going to be that high upside guy that can take a team to the next level at this point in his career. Just not super mobile. Um, you know, and I think you know, the offensive line for the Jets is kind of a question mark. They're, they're definitely a lot better, but they haven't gelled yet together. Um, so you may need to have a little bit of mobility as a quarterback early on as they gel. Um, and I don't know that Flacco has that. But, you know, at this point, I think Joe Flacco is playing better football than Zach Wilson. So this is potentially a better team with Joe Flacco right now until further notice. And Zach comes back and we see if he can improve um, from last year. So We'll see, but I think, you know, either way, I think the quarterback situation is kind of murky for the Jets right now as far as um, what we'll get out of it this season. Next question from from Jeff, former Ravens C.J. Mosley had a nice year in 2021. Uh, yes, he did. He had like 168 tackles. It was insane. Um, and Rob Sala is a defense first guy. Will the Jets D be able to slow down the Ravens' normally dominant rushing attack and force Lamar to beat them in the air? Um I'm really uh, unsure about this. My gut says no. I don't think they'll have a lot of success against Lamar um, in terms of his rushing ability uh, and the rest of the Ravens' rushing uh, ability. I think we struggled the last couple of years to stop the run, um, and we've struggled mightily against running quarterbacks. Uh, Josh Allen just absolutely destroyed us uh, on the ground the last couple of years, and every time we face a running quarterback, it's like we just forget how to play contain. Um, and the guys uh, really take advantage of us. So, you know, I, I, my gut says we'll probably have a lot of trouble with Lamar, obviously the best running quarterback in the league, uh, as long as he's healthy. But uh, I do see us being a better run defense this year than last year. We've added some key pieces. Carl Lawson's back from injury. Like I said, Jermaine Johnson earlier in the draft. Michael Clemens was another draft pick who's been really good in camp. Um at the defensive end position, we added Kwan Alexander to the linebacking core. Um, and then we added Jordan Whitehead at safety. So lots of great run stopping ability between all of those guys. Um, so I do see a, an improvement coming for the Jets run D. Um, but it's a tall task against the Ravens week one in terms of stopping the run. So not sure we'll be able to stop it. We may be able to slow it down a little bit, um, but definitely an area of concern for me. Next question, the Ravens are facing major questions surrounding their pass rush. They're relying on Odafe Owe in his second year in the vet, J Justin Houston, to make a big impact as edge rushers. What kind of shape is the Jets' offensive line in after losing Makai Becton? So as you know, Makai Becton is a young tackle. Um, a lot of promise, but can't stay healthy. 
Um, so we've had some issues keeping him on the field. He's barely played in his three-year career. He'll be missing another year this year. Um, so as far as what we've done, though, we added Lakin Tomlinson this offseason at guard, coming from the 49ers. He's a, a Pro Bowl guard, um, very good guard. Um, he's going to do really well, I think, in this scheme. Um, and he's a veteran presence on that line. We have Elijah Vera Tucker, who's a second-year player who was really good in his rookie year at guard. Um, we have Connor McGovern at center, just kind of a decent center. Um, I think he'll be fine as long as the rest of the line's okay. So not too concerned, but he's not my favorite. Um, and then on the outsides, we have George Fant, who's kind of been bouncing between right and left tackle based on who's healthy, uh, can play both. He's back at right tackle now because we just signed Dwayne Brown, um, who was a free agent from the Seahawks. Really, really good tackle, another Pro Bowl caliber guy, a little later in his career. Um, but can still play really well uh, at the tackle position. So I think he was a good replacement for Mekhi Becton, and he'll do really well for the Jets. So the, the offensive line is very good compared to what we were. Um, we have made some improvements last year. This year I think I would consider us a good offensive line. Uh, it's been a while since I could say that. Um, so I do think the Ravens pass rushers may have a little trouble against the Jets O-line this year. But like I said, because – it's a newer line. They haven't really gelled yet. Um, I could see them having some communication issues, which I think would be where the breakdown is, um, which might allow for some of those sacks um, to come early as they figure that out. Um, so could definitely see that happening. Next question. Who is one Jets player who had a strong training camp in preseason that will make a big impact on Sunday? Um, so I mentioned some of these guys. I think um, Michael Clemens is the name to watch out for. Uh, he was like a, a four, I want to say fourth or fifth round, maybe fourth round defensive end we picked this year. Um, he is, I think it'd be sixth round. I have to look it up. He's a late round pick, but Michael Clemens uh, is kind of a scary man. I think if you see him in interviews, he's not somebody you'd want to meet uh, alone in a dark alley, uh, but he actually seems like a nice guy um, at the same time. Do not want to play against him. Um, he, he's a, he's a menace. He was really good in the preseason, really getting in the backfield, stopping the run, hitting hard. He's a very large man. So I would say as far as who had a strong training camp in preseason that not a lot of people know he's a rookie. Um, I think it's Michael Clemens. Uh, he's going to have an ability, the ability to make a big impact on Sunday. So he's the guy I'm going with here. Any major storylines or matchups you're watching from the Jets perspective, uh, honestly, I, I just want to see Sauce Gardner, see what he's made out of on Sunday. You know, obviously, uh, high pedigree, high pick, um, talks a lot of trash on the field. Our corners have kind of, we've always had to convince our, ourselves that our corners can compete and they just haven't been able to. So Sauce is that guy for me that's going to be that, that matchup guy that we, we're just going to be keen in on. It's been a long time since we've had a guy that we can maybe say is a, a CB1. Um, we added DJ Reed at corner on the opposite side. He's a good corner as well. So that that unit's big, much improved. And I do think that um, Sauce will be the, the matchup to watch this year. Storylines would be like Zach Wilson. You know, will he take the leap this year? Uh, it's really hard. I, I, it depends on the day whether I think he's going to be the guy. Um, he's come back. He had a rough couple couple series in preseason and then got hurt. So we didn't get to see whether he'd really made a big improvement. Obviously, when you just see negative, all you can think is he's not made that improvement. So I really don't know what to expect from him uh, coming into the season. So he's really the storyline for me. Will he take that leap? 
be able to stay healthy for the season and show us why we picked them. Score prediction for Sunday. I think it's going to be kind of a of a ground game battle, so I don't expect it to be high scoring. I think maybe like 17 Ravens, 10 Jets, I could see. Um, I don't think it'll be high scoring, and I do think the Ravens will pull this one out. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, it's a tough, tough schedule for the Jets this first eight to ten games. So uh, starting with the Ravens is not my ideal scenario, although I do think they're a much improved unit on the Jets' side, and we will see what happens on Sunday. But thanks for having me on, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed these answers, and we will see you on the field Sunday for week one.